Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Vacation. And today we're going to be doing a review of Marvel Champions, and we're going to be doing a showdown between Orleans and Altiplano. So thanks for joining us for episode number 41. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean in his neon shirt, his stonewashed jeans, and his hair in a scrunchie. Dean, I changed the joke. Scrunchies are a thing again now, so maybe, uh, maybe like uh, spiked hair, neon neon spiked hair too. No, dude, you're you a scrunchie. You're wearing yeah. a scrunchie. Right now, yeah, scrunchies are a thing now. Like in you can't say things that you're you're, but you're wearing one. I'm just telling everyone what you're wearing. Oh, you can't. It's, you mean I can't change joke. what I'm wearing? Yeah, you can't you. change what you're wearing. That's all I'm telling people. Okay. Well, unfortunately, as long as my, as long as my Corona <laughs> hair is, I could definitely wear a scrunchie. <laughs> I got my hairs cut yesterday. By the way, did you? It, I got a fresh fade, baby. Got to fresh tell you, fade. man, your your hair was looking a little hippieish. I'm telling you, it Come feels back to your great. old long hair. <laughs> oh, I know. I had, for Meeple Town, if you didn't know, I used to have really long hair down past my shoulders. I used to rock the man bun, which I got made fun of regularly for. I could have put my man bun in a scrunchie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of which, long hair, and since we're going to be talking about the 80s, which is why I'm wearing those clothes. Nailed it. Uh, I used to have a rat tail back uh, <laughs> like to my lower back when I was in... <laughs> Kindergarten, first grade, maybe something like Why that. Why have I not seen a picture of that? I don't know if I have a picture. I have a I picture want- in my head, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wanted one, and my mom was like, "Absolutely not." She also your mom was a me- smart lady. <laughs> yeah, she was. She also wouldn't let me get stair steps. You know what I'm talking about? When people cut the like razor in the edges, the sides of their head. Oh, you, by you their- mean highways? Is that what you call them? That's what I call them. And in, in down here in Tennessee, we call them stair steps. At in least Michigan, in there were highways. And I had some highways. I had it all, John. Highways Dude. and a rat tail. Oh, my gosh. That would have been... Imagine how oh. cool I was. Hey, you could cut some highways now with your hair getting longer. See if Amanda will let you. I'll try that. She's. Just, I'm going to get her to cut my hair today, I think. See if she'll cut I'm you never, some stair steps. <laughs> okay, I'm never going back to get my hair cut again, by the way. It's a lot cheaper to get my hair cut by my wife. <laughs> what does she do? Just like get the clippers and buzz it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, we do a little, not not really a fade, but you know, it's, it's something. So you go a it's, little bit, you go a little <laughs> closer on the on the bottom part of your head and you get, she actually does a little something like that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. It worked out well last time. I am uh, not the most particular about my haircut, so I was totally fine with it. I would much rather have a lesser haircut for zero money. Wow. What do you what do you think about that? I don't know. I think we should ask the, the ask that in our next poll. <laughs> I want to know how you feel about that. Not this. me. I mean, <laughs> I don't care what you look like, honestly. Um, <laughs> for yourself I, though. Except for except for stair steps or highways, whatever you want to call them. I think that would be amazing if you did it. For me, no, I I want to have a fresh fade. I want to look good for the wife, man. I want her to look at me and go, that's the best looking man in the room. I mean, if you're the only man in the room in quarantine, then 
That would exactly that would be exactly right. Actually, you would so be the best looking I'd, man. I'd in the room. also be the worst looking man in the room. That's true. With that, <laughs> dang it! True. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> really thanks for building me up, Dean. I'm feeling great right now. <laughs> feeling great. Can we talk '80s movies? I'm, Let's I'm pumped to talk, talk about this. '80s movies. I did say that I'm Johnny Vacation because I'm going on vacation next week. By the way, it's going to oh. be pretty pretty amazing. My Where are you going? I have family member that has a condo in Gulf Shores, so. All Ooh. safe going down there and staying at the condo and um we'll see how busy the beaches are, but we'll we'll stay we'll stay six feet away from folks, I reckon. Depends on how busy the everything's going on down there. Where we go it's not all that busy, so it's a little bit more private. So, you know. Hopefully I can Where get we some go, sand between my toes. We don't need safe. That's way. what I thought you were gonna say. Where well, that's true, but we can't get to that pole yet, Dean. I know. I was just throwing that out there. I'm just getting soaked. Our last two 80s polls are as follows. Last week, excuse me, two weeks ago, I mentioned Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. I almost said Empires of the North. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a great mashup. That's a mashup. We should do Star Wars Empires of the North. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I mentioned I want to do the next poll with Return of the Jedi in hopes that we could do the next round would be Empire Strikes Back and I would pin it against Return of the Jedi. But Dean did what I want actually work. Four movies, Return of the Jedi, Big Trouble in Little China, Karate Kid, and Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some good choices there. Okay, same again. Same one more time. Return of the Jedi, Big Trouble in Little China, Karate Kid, Gremlins. Okay. While so he's thinking, have- I do want to, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we're doing a 32 team, 32 team, excuse me, 32 movie tournament and the Dice Tower stole our idea. Go ahead, Dean. Yeah. I think there's evidence that we started ours first, correct? Oh, no doubt evidence. Absolutely. No doubt. All right. So John has been, unlike other polls, John has been texting me as soon as he puts these out so that I can vote on them. I did vote on this. Do you want to guess what I voted on? Did I tell wow. you? Um, Return How of the Jedi. That? Return um, of the Jedi. That's exactly right. Yeah. Which is the winner of this one. That's what you're, that's what you're picking? Yes. You are correct. It won, baby. Nailed it. My right, dreams pick two. have come true. But you number pick two my number will two? be a little closer, Dean. Oh, I can pick your number two. No, you can't. Wow. Is it Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Maybe I'm very shallow. Maybe I really know you a lot more than you realize. Okay, you said Gremlins. Gremlins, Big Trouble in Little China. What was the other one? Karate Kid. Having a hard time. Karate Kid. Ooh, I'm going to say, I'll say Karate Kid. Karate Kid. As number two? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Wow. Okay. Wow. Which Which is is probably my number three. I like all four of these, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Big Trouble in Little China and then Gremlins? Mm, that reverse might be reversed. That. Yeah, yeah reverse that's right. That. Okay. So I'll go ahead and just give you the percentages so we can move to the next poll. 51% Return of the Jedi. So a pretty significant margin of victory there. Now, Empire. That one felt a little easier than the other ones, I feel like. What do you mean it felt easier? This You, you felt like it was just the runaway? I think so, yeah. Well, the yeah. funny thing now, if is, you threw though, like is, a Back to the Future in there or something like that, that would have oh, been a little be closer, a lot closer. 
I'm trying to space out the big hitters because I would rather them clash in the next round. Yeah, just being real. Me too. Like so, I mean, so with that being said, though, Empire uh, Strikes Back got seventy percent of the vote last time. Seventy percent. Aliens had eighteen with second place. I mean, if if, if the second place Aliens had eighteen point five, if I've ever seen a slaughter, that's what one is. As Randy Quaid said in Vegas Vacation. I ain't seen them beating that bad since someone stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. Uh, okay. All right. So it was 55%. The second one, Karate Kids, was Karate Kid, was 21%, 15 for Gremlins, and 12 for Big Trouble in Little China. So your second favorite didn't get a whole lot of love here. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a very much a cult classic. Um, I love that movie though a lot. I've really actually wanted I've been wanting to play the board game. I don't have it, but I want to find somebody who has it so I can play it. I didn't even know there was a board game. Oh, John, there's a board game. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. It's so got my, miniatures. So <laughs> I would go. I don't even think I've seen that movie, Dean. Really? Or it's been such a long time that I don't I don't remember it. It's one or the other. I can't say definitively it, I haven't seen it, but it's free somewhere. To watch it. I don't remember where I watched it now. Like within the last, I've watched it a ton as a kid, but as a, as an adult, I watched it probably like uh, six months ago. Wow. Okay. It holds well, up be- for me. Because of that, <laughs> I agree. It holds up. Because of that, I agree with Meeple Town in the ratings. Return of the Jedi, Karate Kid, Gremlins, Big Trouble in Little China. So. All right. Perfect. Now our second ra- second one. Now this just literally ended an hour or two ago, I think. So perfect timing. John, that was a wonderful okay. timing. Well, thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate the, nope. the compliment. Going in a monologue again. Let's, uh, let's keep focused. There are other yeah. people here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there are people here. Back to the Future, The Terminator, Rambo, Scarface. There is no question Back to the Future is number one. Wow. No doubt. Seriously. I, I had doubts when I did this because I did put some heavier hitters here. I thought, I thought that Scarface, because there are some people that love that movie, dude. Yeah, yep. That I thought, I thought, okay, I'm a little nervous about this. Now, I mean, there's plenty of people that love Terminator and Rambo, but there are people who think Scarface is the best movie ever. You know what I mean? Like a real passionate following on that. Yeah. Um, but you are correct. Sixty nine point six percent. This is a beaten. This one is like the banana in the pants. Of Randy Quaid, just like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I, th- there are people that say, and I might be in agreement with them, that Back to the Future is the perfect movie. They study it in film school because it's such a an amazingly a movie. written movie. It's not my you know, favorite '80s movie, but it's probably it's way up there. Wrong. No, it's not. How can I be wrong, wrong. about my own pick? It just is. It's like Chuck Norris. You can never go against him. You can never go against Back to the Future. Or you're Do you wrong. have a list of Back to the Future jokes? No, but I should. Okay. Thanks, Dean. Thanks for that. You know, funny thing is that my son, my 10-year-old son, because they just showed up on Netflix, though we own the trilogy, of course, he just wanted to watch back through them when we did this week. So nothing to do with our poll. It just, he <laughs> loves Back to the Future. He's like me. He loves it. And I, yeah, we just we just watched it uh, last week, two weeks ago, something like that. 
All three of them. Yeah, they're so good. They're yeah, so they are. good. Can I ask you this before we finish the poll? Which is your favorite? I th- I'm pretty sure the first one is my favorite. Yeah, me um, too. And then the second one. Uh, but I really like the second one. And I really like the third one, too. I think it's, I do, too. I think it's good. Like, my son's favorite is the third one, actually. He likes the Western. I, the Western, it, it's a good one. It's a great one. And the, then going to the future is really neat. It's a, that's, it's a tough call. They're all, it is, in my opinion, the greatest trilogy of all time. So, change my mind. Mm, okay, I'm going to have to think through that one. There's some wonderful trilogies. I've been watching okay. Matrix right now. Yeah, well, that's it's not, not as that's good as not Back to the Future. My goodness, I love Matrix. <laughs> yeah, I, as a trilogy, it's not great, but yeah, the movie, the first one's really good. I got to go back and watch that. So, um, what was second place, by the way? Terminator, Rambo, or Scarface? I kind of think Scarface did not get second. I'm going to go with Terminator. Yep, you're right. Followed by, mm, Rambo. Is that that's probably wrong? I probably have right. that wrong. No, you're right. Really? Scarface was 4%. I really thought, I guess the people that are on the Twitters uh, just aren't those passionate Scarface lovers because it got crushed. So it's a bunch of old curmudgeons who are not on Twitter. Is that I right? I guess so. It was back to accurate? the future versus all these like, you know, kill them up movies. Yeah. Maybe not Scarface is quite that, but anyway, action Rambo and Terminator, at least, are action-packed 80s glory. Scarface sure. is, is uh, it's a lot. It's a heavy, uh, heavy, violent movie. Yeah. But it's been anyway. a long time. I would probably put them, honestly, in the same order that Meeple Town did again, just so you know. Back to the Future Terminator, Rambo, Scarface. Yes. I wow. would agree with that. Yeah, I'd Amazing. agree with that. Well, that is our polls. So, okay. Dean, you want to tell folk what we've been playing, what you've been playing lately? All right. So I've got some, I've got some games. Oh, to hold talk up! About, I'm cutting John. you off. I'm cutting you off right now. Oh my goodness! All right. I was listening to the podcast and I realized I cut you off some a lot. Whenever you cut me off just to, to say that, uh-huh, I did. I <laughs> you cut, cut me you off, off just to tell to me that it. you cut me off a lot. <laughs> it's tough. It's tougher when you're not face to face. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's it's, it's tough to. But anyway, what I was going to say is can we, we briefly just going to mention that the Spill de Jars and Kinderspill oh, yes. and Kinderspill, they all, they've all come out with the nominations and we don't want to talk about it on this episode because we want to do a full on episode here in a few weeks. We have ordered the games. Dean, have you ordered, did you order uh, the King's Dilemma or no? No, you cannot get it. This is too, too hard to get it. Okay. That it may be one that we don't play. Impossible. But we'll play the rest, right? Yes, unless we can find a copy. I, I was looking in Germany and couldn't order anything from there. The, the problem with this one is it's super text heavy. I think there is an English version, but I just couldn't find it. So there you go. I'm interested in that one. So let me ask you just one quick question about it. Were you surprised? And then we're going to leave Meeple Town hanging. Were you surprised by the nominations? Um, wait, no, no, no. Before I answer that question, I'm going to say John called me up spitting mad. I mean, just oh flipping tables. That he could not. barely speak. He was shaking and like just so upset at these choices. I, I don't care that much about this. <laughs> he could be like that, but <laughs> I don't care that much to be that mad about it. Yeah, and I, I'm. Yeah, go ahead. I was surprised, but I'm not saying whether that's a good or a bad thing. 
I'm so always they, surprised at Spiel des Jahres. Always. Yeah. I'm leaving you all hanging on that. But So surprised. I'm not surprised that I was surprised. How about that? I'll say that. But I, I've only played like one of these games. So I need to, between Kenner and Spiel. I'm not surprised that you're surprised that I'm surprised. <laughs> all right, what I'm interested lately? to try these one. Pictures is the one that I, I think that that would be a cool one. That For some reason, I'm not interested in that one, but I'll try it. I mean, it's a box of pictures. What's not to like about that? That's exactly right. You just told me right there. It's a weight one, which is right up your alley. <laughs> it's like my perfect game. <laughs> no, I uh, this one is uh, this one's rated pretty high. I, I really do want to try this one. I think it. I want to try all these, but I mean, pictures is one that that has me intrigued. So I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll say the these. the one that I ha- I won't I won't tell you what I haven't played yet. But I'll say the ones out of the ones that I haven't played, I'm getting Nova Luna, and that's the one I'm most interested in. Tomorrow I'm getting it. So that's I'm a surprise. Do you it. like Uwe Rosenberg? Eh, he's you, usually you like just okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's only my favorite designer, probably, of all time. <laughs> so uh, but and you know I that I, I love Reiner Knizia too, and so my city is one that I'm interested in. Yeah. So I yeah, we'll get these played as much as we can anyway, and then we'll do a full episode of this. That's it. So all right. Okay, so I've got some Sorry rapid fire games. No, nope, no, nope, you're fine. You're fine. All about what John has to say. I'm done. All right. So, are you ready for some rapid fire gaming? Yep. Sorry, I just took a drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm powering through my list right here. Okay, because I've got a lot of games that I've been playing, and I, uh, these are all review copies that I really need to talk about. Uh, the first one is one that you've talked about already. That is mm. Feed the Kraken. Feed the Kraken. Yes, this is by uh, Dr. Hans uh, and Michael and Tobias. These, this is a Fun Tales game, which, you know, we like Fun Tales. We love Glimmore too. And John got to play this, and I was not able to play with his group, but I was get, able to get a play a few days after his, or about a week after his. And so I joined the table with... Uh, Sean Pearson from All the Bits Podcast, Monique and Naveen from Before You Play, and Jeremy from Blue Peg, Pink Peg, Marty from uh, Rolling Dice and Taking Names, which I got to tell you, John, before I talk about uh, you were hype about that. the game, I was I was in my mind fanboying a little bit, not going to lie. Oh, you, I don't, have you been, don't have to say you're not going to lie. No, there is no doubt that you were no fanboying. Doubt. I was so excited, <laughs> Dean, when... The, when whenever you texted who you're playing with for you. Like I was like, this is amazing. Like Dean's going to be so happy. That's so cool. I was so pumped. And you know, you also like you get with all of them, like I, but particularly I've been listening to blue peg, pink peg since their beginning and yeah. same with uh, rolling dice, taking names. I've been listening to them for a really long time. Um, big fan of what Monique and Naveen are doing. And uh, so anyway, we got to the table and play you, you explained all the rules. So I'm not going to go into all that, but I, was a pirate, which made me smile again on the inside because <laughs> you know that I like these social deduction games, but I often like to be the bad guy. And so I was a little happy that that was the case. And the pirates did win. Wow. We hey, here's won. a real question though, Dean. Okay. Did you tell pirate jokes the entire game? I, I did. I, I held back actually, <laughs> surprisingly. I thought of a couple along the way, you know, like the pirate's favorite letter being the C. Yes, I know. But I, I held back. No no dad jokes for me. So you won, though. Excellent, man. Yes. Like, Who was on your team? Really, 
it was um, it was me and Sean and Nils. I didn't mention, so the Funtails crew was all there, all the ones that I just mentioned, plus Nils. Um, so Nils and I and Sean were pirates. And Nils, everyone suspected to be a pirate from the get-go. Um, <laughs> because, you know, Nils is... is not a quiet person, which is one of the things I love about Nils. Like he's, you know, he's got a lot to say. And so right off the bat, like he just starts, uh, you know, he starts in. And so, um, so he put, he puts a little target on himself and he also was the one who had his tongue cut out halfway through the game. So he couldn't speak at some point, you know, <laughs> that from makes that point a lot on. Of sense. <laughs> and then oh, to throw I salt like in that. the wound, he was thrown overboard by the captain. And, uh, <laughs> dude, was, I would love to play with Niels. It was it was fun him leading the game, but I would want to play a game with him so bad. Oh, it was a blast, especially being on the same, you know, being on the pirate team with him. I, yeah. I was super pumped about that. So that's so cool. Um, I think everyone really enjoyed this one too, and I can. Uh, when you explained it, I, I got the gist of it, but, but there are some things that, some observations that I had, you know, I had concerns about the, the tongue cutting out and the being thrown overboard. I think that was fine. Although we had two people thrown overboard, um, but we made it all the way to the blue side, right? To the, um, sailor side and they needed one more to win. And then we moved to that centerpiece and then we moved to the red Island. So we, you know, we shouldn't have won. The pirates should not have won. We only had two on our team, but in the last one, I was the captain and I made Sean my, um, uh, navigator. And so there was no way that we could have lost that one unless I just had a, a bad draw. And so, um, Oh, which I did. I had a terrible draw in the last round. But so did Hans, and so we had to put a red card in there, and then we ended up winning. It was glorious. John, I love this game so much, so much. First of all, it's really hard to win with bad draws, you know what I'm saying? Which yours are briefs, as we talked about. Actually, I have no idea what Dean wears, just so you know out there. I've never looked at his (laughs) draws before. Um, But Dean, could this be... I'm not saying it is. You've only played one game. You can't be definitive. Is there a possibility that this is your could be your favorite social deduction game of all time? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it, a very good possibility. Now, it is more in the category of like a uh, resistance. Um, actually, it has... Okay, here's the thing. It does have a, a good feel of the resistance where you're trying to get people on your team to make your you know, the, the, your objective, a success. So like mm-hmm. the bones of that are very much resistance, but it feels more like a board game and more narrative focused. Like you're immersed in the theme of this one more so than any of those other ones. Sure. Yeah, so that's true. It's, it's up there with me for, for like that heavy, heavy, uh, Social interaction, social yeah. deduction game. This is my favorite, no doubt. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, it's really but it's good. up there with like Dead of Winter, Battlestar Galactica, those kind. It, it kind of fits somewhere in between those two genres of social deduction. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, gosh, I just love it so much. Um, yeah, <coughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Woo! That felt awesome. All that, all that salt in the air. Um, <laughs> I think if you don't like social deduction games, I think you could like this, but I don't know if it's really, really going to change people's minds. That's one one thing Marty from Rolling Dice and Taking Names was saying that that 
Tony, his his co-host, is not a social deduction game, and I actually listened to their pot their recent podcast. He's where they not a social deduction game fan game fan. Sorry, that, he's not. A, just helping you he, out there. He's not a social deduction game fan. I don't know if this is going to change his mind. You know, even if the theme draws you in, it's yeah. still at its at its core a social deduction game. So, <sighs> I think that's going to be a turnoff for a lot of people. But people who do like this, oof, even a little yeah. bit. Well, that's how I am. This game. So, social deduction is not my favorite, but I don't. But I do like it um, for sure. I mean, there's I I do enjoy getting really, or even in general, getting really thematic in games like Western Legends and stuff. They're not my favorite types of games. That's not social deduction, but really getting engrossed in in the game. Um, I I like social deduction better than deduction for sure. You like I like coup and I like the resistance and stuff. They're not my favorite games, but they're still fun. I think for people yeah. like me who are like borderline, like it's not definitely not my favorite mechanic. It's not my, my favorite type of game to play, um, but I still enjoy a good one. I think it could bump it up to go and wow, here's one I actually really want to play. So anyway, I know we could talk about that forever, but we can, and we stuff. will like, well, you know, the, the Kickstarter got pushed back. Like you mentioned, we did get we, the prototype we this uh, week. Yeah, John got the prototype, so we'll be doing a uh, video of that um, when closer to time when the Kickstarter is going to release. We don't have an exact to. date on that one, but yeah, yeah we'll we'll let you know. Um, okay, so I'm going to fly through these other ones. I know I said yep. I was going to, but I had to spend a little more time on that one. Um, Monmatra, which is a small box card game. Uh, this is from the publisher Blam, or Blam, because it has an exclamation mark at the end of it. Uh, designer is Florian Sirier, and this is a game, it's a short, really quick card game, one that my wife and I have been playing some, and quite like it for what this is. It's a you know, 20, 30 to minute card game where you have these cards and you are either selling them on your turn, or you're painting, and when you're painting, you're you're kind of building up your tableau of cards but you're really what you're really trying to do is sell these to these higher end collectors and so that you can get more points basically and it has this uh that mechanism where once you get sets of certain types of collectors um, that have bought your cards once you get those sets you can trade those in for or not trade them in but you can take a um uh victory point card that has a lot of points but it's kind of push your luck element where you are deciding do I want to take this uh, scoring card now, or do I want to wait? But if I wait too long and somebody else takes that higher one, I can't then take it. So you could miss out on that. Um, the game again is really simple. It's a weight of 1.63. I did not have super high expectations. I'll be honest. When I played this one, I just thought, mm, I don't know, but we really enjoyed this one. It's really? it's fun for what it is. It's a really fun fun game and i think people who like that theme this um 20th beginning of the 20th century uh french theme where you're you know kind of a starving artist trying to make your way i think this is it's fun it's a beautiful game for one and i think you can draw people in who have that uh the love for that theme and this could be a really good gateway game for people like that so that's cool that's cool yeah we enjoyed it all right second one Third one. Do you, rather, want to, do you want me to interject some of my games in here so that we don't uh, have to hear you talk so much? I guess so. How many are you talking about? Two? <laughs> Two. Yeah, now would be a good time. You do that. You do All yours. Right. I just need to ask permission. Yeah, go for, for it. My, for my daddy. 
I just don't want you slowing me down, so go ahead. I know. I understand why. I understand why. So Bicycle <laughs> sent us a couple games. They have a couple new games coming out, and they just took the media embargo off. So I've played one of them, and that's Exchange, a stock trading game. So it, I would say this game is a strategic kind of party game. It, it's, what it, it's not a party game because you can only play f- – four uh, six well i guess you can play six players so yeah it could be a party game for sure um but it's a little bit more strategy um the the weight it's 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 not heavy it's not hard to play i played it with my 12 year old he had no problems but basically in this game you're buying stock and you're selling stock you're trying to buy low and sell high um and but you don't know what everybody else is doing you're kind of doing some secret actions so you may know that dean is planning on buying uh, a particular type of stock this round, but you have no idea how much he wants to buy. Also, you have a market manipulation thing that you do in the third phase of the game. So you're going to be raising or lowering, you know, um, one of the stocks or, or whatever. I can't remember the name of what they are and what the ones are, but um, you're going to be raising or lowering those and you don't know what everybody else is doing. You also have like a market thing that can just ch- that every round you're going to flip over a card and it's going to raise something or lower something that you could be wanting to buy or sell. And you're not sure what that's going to do, but you can pay 50 bucks to look at it. Uh, what's interesting about this, though, is that if you get the stocks too high or whatever you're buying insurance or whatever too high, the mar- the bubble bursts and you go all the way back down to the lowest value. Or if you're at the very lowest value and it goes down lower, it goes all the way to the highest value. So you, it's a lot of push your luck in this game and kind of maybe even some bluffing and stuff as you're talking to other people, depending on how much they want to get into the game. Does mm-hmm. that, is that a theme that interests you? Yeah. I really like stockpile a yeah. lot. And um, you know, it's that same you know, just a straight up stock game. Yeah. Uh, I like push your luck games, which is part of the reason why I like that, that buying low, selling high, I think is interesting. So I'm interested in this one. I want, I want to check this one out. I think you would like it. So I thought it was fine. It's, it's, it's nothing that I'm super excited about. I honestly haven't been wanting to play it more. Um, but I think in the right scenario situation, I definitely would want to play it and pull it out with people that like this type of game. This is, it's kind of interesting, Dean, cause I sit back and I think this is kind of tailored to a specific audience though. It's kind of a party lightish weight, you know what I mean? Lighter weight game. There's people that don't give a duder about exchanging stock, right? Yeah. That they're just not going to like the theme. So it's not mm-hmm. like. It's not an old, you know, ultra party game or the, you know, code names or whatever, and you can just play this with anyone. That's what's interesting. But I do think if you have people that, you know, I don't even want to say like it's not Monopoly, but like like that kind of a theme, you know, um, yeah. my and I do. That's why I, I wanted this because I because I wanted um, to have that. Could really really enjoy it and get into it and have a real blast. Um, but for me, it's okay. Nothing I'm super excited about, but not a bad game for sure. So there you go. That's Exchange, a stock trading game of strategy and wit. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, I'd like to Okay, so you. my next one is a game that was on my 2000, oh goodness, what year is it? 2019 games I was most excited about. So I guess the year, the list we did, did you about forget year what ago. year we're in right now? No, I forgot what year this game came out. I didn't okay. know if it was two years ago or last year. Just wanted to verify. So this is uh, Adventure Games Monochrome Inc. This is one. The reason why I was so excited because I really like these uh, uh, escape rooms in a box. 
And this is by designer Matthew Dunstan and Phil Walker Harding, which are two really, you know, two designers that I really, really enjoy. And in this one, it's a little bit different from some of the escape rooms because you don't have a timer. You're just kind of playing through it. And it plays through three chapters. And it says on the on BGG, it says 75 minute playtime. Um, I don't get that. We played it about two and a, two to two and a half hours a session for wow. three sessions. Um, we may have been playing it a little bit slow, but I still think it's going to be a longer game. Typically, these like narrative style games, we tend to be longer than what it says in the box. But so I can't give a whole lot of away on this one because it's, you know, it is an escape room and anything yeah. you give away is just going to be, you know, a big spoiler, but I will say I was a little disappointed in this one. Mm. And maybe it was because my expectations were so high, but it's just, the story was kind of hard to follow. It wasn't my favorite. The theme wasn't my favorite for one. Which um, it needs to be important. It does. Much, right? It needs I mean, to be a, a theme that you really, really enjoy, which is why I really want to try the, some of these other themes are, are drawing me in a lot more. So I'm not giving up on this one because I like the, the general idea of the game. I just think this one in particular wasn't my favorite. Gotcha. Um, there were also potentially some mistakes in the rule book um, in, in the cards. So the way this game plays out is you'll, let's say you have two items that have numbers on it. So one is a 10 and one's like a 50. If you want to combine these items together, like a, I don't know, like a Flint and a, I don't know. Or, or your knife to make a fire just, or something having like that. a blast listening to you struggle through trying to say it i should have said like peanut butter and jelly would have been a lot better so let's say you have peanut butter as the 10 and jelly as the 15 so then you look up in the rule book 10 15 so 1015 and then you look to see what that you know if that those items do in fact to go together there was one time where i'm pretty sure unless i'm wrong that they had the numbers wrong and we just kind of we just kind of figured it out on our own and i was yeah. like that's a big deal to you know to mess that up because it can really mess up the flow of the game but my biggest complaint about this because we played it in three sessions two we played back to back but the third one we had to wait a few days well then you've kind of forgotten some of the story and you have this whole map laid out and you have to kind of remember, okay, what was in this place again? What did we do there? What are our items? And so I really think you have to play this like in three nights or, you know, just take six hours and play all the way through the entire thing. Yeah. So that was kind of a negative. And it, it was, I don't know, I, that's more, that might, might be more on us than the game itself. It's just, you know, because it's such a lengthy game, it's a, it, it was a challenge for us, but wow. it was totally. fine. It just wasn't great. Toby absolutely didn't sell me on that one. So, have you played any of these these escape rooms? I don't care that much about that stuff, honestly. Oh, good gracious! I mean, the the other you don't the like biggest, fun. No, 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 no. The biggest challenge to that is my wife just doesn't care for that stuff, and so it's just not going to happen. We dig it. These are some of our, our favorite ones, which you know, like deduction is one of yeah. our favorites. So, like Chronicles of Crime and Detective, and all you know, we really enjoy those. Yeah. Uh, this one fits more in the unlock category. It's a lot. The system is really similar to that one. Yeah. But again, you're not timed. Unlock, you have a, a time that you're trying to get done in. So anyway, fun times. I thought you were going to do rapid fire. Sorry. All right. I'm, my last one will be fast. <laughs> Sorry. You slowed me down. You, you interrupting and slowing me down. That messed me up. Okay. How many more do you have? 
Just one more. Okay, then I'll go. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about a game that I've been wanting to play for a really long time, real quick, that I haven't played, and I bet a lot of our Speed listeners have played. I'm not I don't have to go after fire. <laughs> I'm only have two games. Uh, but that's at the gates of Loyang, which is a who designed this game, Dean? A wonderful uh, designer. A Uva? wonderful designer. Rosenberg, baby, thank you very much. You know who the artist is? Uh, I can guess. Go go ahead and guess. Clemens Franz. Man, you nailed it, man. Okay. <laughs> guess oh, what? Guess what you are in this game, Dean. You're a farmer. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I mean, I so how know can nothing I nothing not, about this game? How can <laughs> I not love this? <laughs> For any new <laughs> listeners, I'm pretty predictable, oftentimes in games that I enjoy. But you are farmers, except for in this game, you're not just farming. You're actually having to go, and you have customers, and you're going to the market and doing different things like this. But here's just a couple of things. I will be brief in this. That's interesting. First of all, when you're getting two cards that you're going to play every round, Dean, you're going to, there's going to be some cards that are out on the table um, that you're going to draw from a draw pile. You have to take a card from there and you keep one in your hand and you have four in your hand. That's how it's going to happen. You're going to keep one on the table and you're going to keep one from your hand. Now, on the table, if you decide you don't like any of those, you can go ahead and just lay one of your cards down and wait and see what your opponent might lay down because you have to play a card. All right. So you may say, oh, let's just wait and see. And I'll lay one down. And then my wife, you know, she decides, I don't like these either. And she lays one down. But Dean, it was the one I wanted. So I pick it up and then I take one card from my hand, but guess what I do? I have to lay all the rest of my cards on the table and my wife can now pick one of those up. So going first, you might get the cards you want, but you also might give them the opportunity to have a lot of cards to choose from on their turn. But this game is incredibly, incredibly tight. I mean, you're basically just, you have customers coming in, you're giving them the types of vegetables that they want and you're getting money for it. And you're spending that money to get, um, you know, more fields to plant more things. And, you know, kind of like a lot of these types of games, you're just, you know, you're just wheeling and dealing here with your farming, I guess. I don't know if that's like a lot of these types of games, but it's like nothing new. All right. Nothing new is going on. But what's interesting though, also Dean, is that the way that you score points in this game is there's a path of prosperity that goes all the way up to 20. Now, every round at the end of the round, your first step costs one buck, one coin, but your next st- step, bleh, your next step costs whatever the step is. So if you're on step number eight, you pay one to go up to nine and then you pay 10 to go up one more step. Or 11 to go up the next step. So this whole game is this money tightness of spending money to score points because whoever's the furthest on the path of prosperity um, is going to win the game versus keeping money back to do stuff with. It's so tight and most people score and like we between like 17, 18, 19 and it's, there's ties all the time. And if there's a tie, it's whoever has the most money. I hope I didn't just say that wrong. It's been a, a few weeks since I played it, but it's just, it's a game where you make a mistake. You're done. So my opinion, if your opponents are playing well, are you intrigued on this one? I like Uva games. Yes, I'll play it. I'm not as excited about this one as, as other ones, although I know this is one that people really like. Did you love it? No, 
I didn't love it, but I, it's because I haven't played it enough to say I love it. But no, I didn't. I, I didn't. It didn't feast for Odin me, you know, the first time I played it. It went, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But it was really good. It was good for sure. I got to, I want to play this more. My wife didn't like it. She was like, eh. And she beat me. So there you go. Hmm. I don't understand that. So yeah, I've been wanting her to play it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say, I've, I've been wanting her to play this with me, and she just is like, eh. So anyway. Well, the game I'm going to talk about is quite a bit le- uh, lesser, complex, less, quite a bit. Nailed it. Nailed it. Quite a bit uh, less weight. Nailed <laughs> it. Lighter. There we go. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking about three games in one here. Okay, so I lied a little bit. Talk about Silver. Are you kidding me? Silver Amulet, Silver Bullet, Silver Coin. These are, are you excited? You excited about this? Um, I mean, honestly, not, not, I mean, I'm, I'm not super excited. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to explain it anyway. Yep. Bezier Games and Ted Alspach. This is using the art that you see in like One Night Werewolf. Um, in this game, if you ever played golf, like with a regular deck of playing cards back in the day, it has some other names to it, I think, but golf where you take four cards and you know what two of them are, but you're trying to just get the, the lowest amount and then, you know, call, call it a game and then everyone has to beat it or whatever. That's the gist of this game, except it's that with powers. And so you start off with five cards. You can see two of them, and then your card powers will allow you to look at your cards and other players' cards and manipulate the cards, and you're drawing new cards in to replace those. And depending on whether or not they're face up or face down, that impacts the game. Okay, I will say this, John. I don't know if you're going to like this game at all. I, I think for me, it's it might be the nostalgia factor of this one. But okay. I really liked golf as a kid, and I played it all the time, like the card game and the actual golf. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love silver. All three of these games, I, I think, are silver, fantastic. Baby. They're so fun. My wife and I have played these a bunch over the break, and we're going to be playing a lot more. Um, and I think all three games, so they basically are the same except um, like the, the gameplay is the same. The cards in them are different. So all of that changes and you can mix and match those if you want to do that. Uh, but each of the games has a different like silver piece. So the silver amulet lets you protect a card. The silver bullet lets you take out one of your cards after the round and the silver coin allows you to flip a card over. But you only have that silver piece if you won the previous round and you called, like if you called it to a vote and you won, you get to take that silver piece. Yep. We like this one a lot. It's fun. But I would say the app, I think, is free. Is that right? You just, you're the one yes, who sir. most recently downloaded that. That's exactly so right. Go download this app if it sounds at all interesting to you. Play it for free at uh, two players. It's just two player only on there. And then you can pick up the game for probably like 20, 25 bucks, something like that. And for me, it's way worth it. I just I like it a lot. It's fun. I've played the app only and I was lukewarm on it. So. That's all I'll say. You don't like fun. All right, speaking I'm not, of fun. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not being kidding. negative. I'm just being honest. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, we're going to move on to our review of speaking Marvel of Champions, the card game. <laughs> all right, it is... Marvel time. 
time to talk about Marvel Champions, the card game. Hype, hype. It kind of sounded weird when you said that, just so you know. Why? I don't know. Maybe it was just like cutting out because we're still remote, but it was like, right? Is Marvel Champions time. It, that's my voice, John. <laughs> that's how I sound. Ouch. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Hey, can you change your voice? <laughs> No, but I can give this. I can give a a gameplay synopsis. You want me to do that, that or do you want to excellent. critique me a little more? I mean, we could do both, actually. Okay. Best of both worlds. <laughs> All right, I'll be real brief on this. Marvel Champions is a living card game from Fantasy Flight Games, and in this game, you are taking on the role of a hero, a superhero, and so you're going to take your deck. You can customize your deck if you want to but you also can just use the the pre-decks that they have in the box for you you're going to take your character and you're going to add some extra cards some basic cards along with some of the uh another type of deck of cards so it can be like a, a leadership quality or an aggressive quality add that to your deck and then you are ready to play against a villain and in the box it comes with Rhino, Claw, and Ultron. Those are the villains. Also, the the base box has Spider-Man, Iron Man, uh, who is it? Captain Marvel. Who are the other ones? Black Panther. And I'm trying to think. You got some expansions, so I just I don't I wasn't 100 sure. Oh goodness, I can't expansion. remember. I'm missing with She-Hulk. There we go. She-Hulk yeah. comes with five, and. So then you're going to play and the way this works is you're just going to be playing cards and these cards do different things like they attach to your character as upgrades or their allies or their special events that happen right away. And you're going to play these cards, but the way that you play the cards is that you have to play cards out of your hand in order to put those cards into play, kind of like San Juan, if you've ever played that before. Um, it, It does vary a little bit. A little bit because some of the cards have more resources than just the base value of that card. And sometimes the type of card means something for the type of resource that you're putting into play. And you'll take your turn. The the villain will take their turn where they are scheming or attacking based on which card you have face up or face down. So you'll be either a hero side of your card face up or your alter ego side. So you're either Peter Parker or Spider-Man, for example. And if you are the alter ego, they're going to scheme, which means that they're going to be putting these little tokens on their scheme card. And when that gets to the end, you're going to lose the game. Or if you're a hero side, they'll be attacking you. If you lose all of your health as an attack, you're going to lose the game. And you win the game by beating them up to a pulp so that all of their health is down to zero. And that's essentially it. You're just going to keep going back and forth until the game ends in one of those ways. Is that pretty good, John? You want to Peter Piper me? picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Parker peck pick. <laughs> Peter Parker picked a peck of pickled peppers. Have you been thinking about that? As soon that- as you said that, that's all I thought about. I don't even know what you said. I've just been trying to say that in my brain fast. I was Peter talking about how great of a co-host you were. Pick- <laughs> I know that's not true. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's the gist of it. Let's talk about the art and components. Okay. I've been talking a lot, so you go. I mean, the art is good. It's, 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 it's what you would expect, right, Dean? When you think, like, I mean, it's this Marvel comic style art that is, they did a good job on. Um, Component wise, I know you're going to like the counters. Is that, that right? 
like the uh, the health the health counter counters, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, I mean, neat. it's the only like non card pieces in the box other than just a bunch of tokens. So yeah, yeah, the tokens they're cool. are fine. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I love the art on this though. I don't love it really. Yeah, there's just some of the some of the draw. I mean, you know, depends on. <sighs> you know, who the artists are that are doing, you know, the characters. I, I prefer some over others and some, some here, some of the cards I was like, mm, it's not my favorite rendition of that person. I'll say if I'm comparing it to like uh Marvel legendary, this is for me, hands down the better art and layout. I just think it looks so much better. Even the box I think looks really nice. The cards, I, uh, I do. I like the cards quite a bit, but I get it. Like it's, it's kind of like dominion or any of those really big card games where some are going to be better than others. So yeah. I, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. There's some that I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then some, I was like, mm, like, I don't know. I just wasn't super digging the way they drew him or her or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. So, but everything else, but is it's a card game quality. overall. It's just a card yep. game. So yep. it's quality. Yep. So, yep. All right, but on to the gameplay, and I neglected right, to mention. Go ahead. What? No, okay. I got to learn how to let you go. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to mention this, and you can jump into it. I'm, uh, the designers are Michael Boggs, Nate French, and Caleb Grace. No, Nate French is the one who also did work on um, the Arkham Horror Living Card Game, as well as the uh, Lord of the Rings Card Game. Both of those Fantasy Flight Living Card Game. So I just want to throw that out there because this is in that same vein as those games. But there you go. All right, go for it. Thoughts? All right. Well, so first of all, I want to uh, I want to create a little drama, Dean. Some people call me Drama John, Johnny Drama. Yeah, I do. Behind your back for sure. In fact, in my life, actually, I'm really anti-drama, except for it's fun in when we talk about board games. Remember Andy Bernard, the, I hate drama. Is that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, that's exactly right. So here's the drama that I'm going to bring up as we, you know, maybe it's just undergirding the whole discussion. Dean, this under customizable games is ranked two. Two, Dean. Okay. The only customizable game that's ranked higher is Arkham Horror, the card game right now. Netrunner is lower, is number three. Summoner Wars is lower. Lord of the Rings is lower. Star Wars X-Wing is lower. Mage Wars is lower. Keyforge is lower. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Wow, people are How is Keyforge a customizable game? You play with a pre-made deck. I don't know. Anyway, that's a thought for... I've never played it, but it's just weird that that's in that category. I guess because you Summoner can buy Wars different too. I didn't think You can buy different oh, okay. de- decks. I got you. Obviously. Okay. So maybe they're saying like... I mean, you can't customize your deck, but you can have a de- whatever deck you want, you know, whenever you're playing the game. That makes sense. Okay. So it makes sense. It's it's, it's, it's kind of ish. It's a gray area. I, it's probably one of those things, Dean, like whenever I put those games on my top 10 that probably shouldn't be there, but I just squeeze them in there. Maybe that's it. But maybe it is. <laughs> so anywho, I, I yeah. get it. I get why that is so high. Arkham wow. Arkham Horror, the card game, is amazing. I love that game a lot. I really like Lord of the Rings too, but I ended up getting rid of it. 
Um, it got uh, it got old. But anyway, uh, let me add to the drama, and then I'm going to be done. Then we'll talk about the gameplay. This is ranked 78 overall already. 78th best board game ever. That is yep absurd. What? But let's <laughs> we talked about this. Remember, we talked about this that there's only two games from 2019 that are in the top hundred. If I remember right, I'm just. I think that's right, isn't it? Tapestry and or Wingspan in this. I think so. I actually was just looking through the top 100 games. I wasn't looking for that reason, um, but I'm I pretty can, sure it's just Wingspan and. People are going to be mad um, at me saying that's absurd. That's Marvel not to say Champion. that I don't like the game. By the way, it's not. You never know. You never know with me. Yep, that's right. Wingspan and Marvel Champions are the only 2019 games in the top 100. Wow. All right, I want to hear your thoughts, John. Okay, That's what I really so want to hear. Let, me, let me prerequisite this with saying, and Dean knew this before we did this review, these are not my favorite type of games. Fun okay. games? No, Dean, Is it- of course, of course, of course I like fun games, okay? That's why okay. this isn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yikes. We didn't if, even get if, to gameplay yet. No, nah, no, no. That's what, there are people that are going to come on to our episode for the first time because we tagged this. And you're, this drama that's going on, they're going to be so mad at me. And you're adding <laughs> it on. Okay, you're, you're just stringing them along, Dean. Okay, first of all, I don't love these type of games. So you need to take, honestly, ser- with all seriousness, if you love living card games, if you love these customizable games you need to take what I say with a grain of salt because they're not my favorite type of games. In fact, the list of all those that I was just listing, I own none of them except for Keyforge. And it's not that I've not never owned them. It's because I just don't care. So, I, you know, even with Keyforge, I don't ever play. All right. Okay. I do have some um, follow-up questions to that, but I'm yes. going to wait. I, I don't want to ask those now. I want to hold off to the end okay. when we get All right. There. So, with so what, being, what do you like about this game? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly right. So what I do like about the game is I do understand why people like it a lot, for sure. Um, I really enjoy the way that you can be your alter ego in this game. So you can be, you have, you have a choice once per round. You can choose to flip over from your superhero side to your alter ego or vice versa. And the cool thing about that is uh, they're going to give you different powers, different abilities. You might even, you probably even have cards that show up into your tableau that say you can only do this if you're in alter ego, right? Or your superhero um, side, which makes a lot of interesting decisions as you build that out uh, based on what side do I want to be on, but I really want to recover powers because when I'm on my alter ego side, I mean health, I need to recover health. You got those interesting calls that you're making. And then when it comes to the villain wise, what I like about it is it's not just smash and crash. I'm just trying to kill you. They have schemes that they're doing and the schemes are, can be interesting, right? So a story kind of plays out. I've read a lot of people say that they love how this feels very story-like and you can say, Oh, I'm fighting this and I'm doing this. I felt engaged in the idea of the theme, but I didn't feel like a, I didn't feel super sucked into a story. You understand what I'm saying, Dean? Not to say that sure. it's not thematic because it is super thematic, right. you know, huh, super thematic. How about that? Um, but, but the, the, for example, like Rhino, his scheme is not really interesting because it doesn't ever change. You know, it's not bad. It's just not that engaging because I'm not, it's not changing as it progresses. Like, 
the other ones right. in the base game. But I like I like I like how they can do their schemes. So you're like you're not only trying to kill, you're trying to destroy them. You have to kill them. Whatever. I don't know. Is it, is it killing them in this game, or is it just beating no, them down? Just knocking them out. Knocking them out. Okay. You're trying to knock them out, but they can win, as Dean mentioned earlier, by knocking you out or you know doing their scheme. I like that about the game. That's that's fun, uh, and I, and I enjoyed playing the game. Like I. <sighs> I I thought about it a little bit afterwards, which is a positive thing. You know what I mean? Like oftentimes I can play games. I'm just not interested. I don't love the theme. I, I mean, excuse me, the mechanics or whatever, the style. And then I just don't ever really think about I'm on and I don't care. This one I've thought about a little bit, meaning that it, it, I understand why it's one of the better ones for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um. I would, I agree with what the people say about that being this being a very like you, you getting a lot of story out of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that's very true. I think some of it is more interesting than others. Like you mentioned Rhino, for example, you know, Rhino is the, the intro, the intro villain where you're basically just learning the mechanisms of the game, yeah. but you don't really truly see like how the game shines until you start playing some of the other ones. Ultron is, super thematic i feel like where you're he's constantly throwing out these drones that you have to defeat and um i just think that's that's really interesting and it feels a lot more thematic but again i kind of feel the same way about like spider-man who i really like spider-man the character in general in this game it's one of the basic ones that you want to play with first like with along with captain marvel but spider-man seems more basic and there's not Mm -hmm. like a as much theme although it's there like you know you have these upgrades that you have that you know you stick this item to an ally or this item sticks to a a villain or a minion or something like that you know so like it's it has theme but i think until you start really getting into this game with some of those other characters like black panther like iron man Mm -hmm. um and then if you get into the expansions with captain america and thor i think really that theme really starts to shine and the way each deck plays out differently and I've not done any deck construction with this game. I've only used the decks that have been, you know, pre-made, which is totally fine with me because I'm not as interested in the the deck building piece. Um, but I, I really think that their that theme really shines through, and it becomes really interesting how those cards play out, how yeah, they interact yeah. with each other. I think it's I think it's really cool those combos yeah. that build up. I do uh, want to mention that I like as well because you made me think about that i like how the characters and villains play so differently yeah and that's a nice that's a nice bonus they didn't just tweak a little no they play a lot different like some you're going to be able to smash a lot earlier in the battle some you're going to have to brace yourself while you build up you know your tableau your allies different people like that your upgrades to where you can you're not going to be as good right off the rip but at the end you can be really powerful you know different things Mm -hmm. like that that's it's it's it strategically makes you feel I mean, it makes you feel like you're coming up with different strategies to win. Um, and then different people against different villains. Some are stronger against other villains. You know, that's kind of fun to to say. Or even, as I mentioned to you, Dean, like even to play one that it's not really their strength to fight against that villain, but can I figure out a way to win that challenge? That's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. And, I, you know, just you saying that, though, you know, how each thing plays out differently it's interesting, and this is a, I think this is a game feat, I guess, a game design feat, where you can design a game that 
you still have like the the bones of the game with each character that you play. So like you can play a villain, play against a villain or play a, with a, a hero that feels very different than another character. But at the same time, you know how to play it without having to read all these extra rules because the bones are, are basically the same. I think that's interesting. I, I like that about this. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think that's, that's pretty cool. I, I love how, I love how all of that works together so well that it can be so thematic with all these different decks and still, you know, have those same bones there. So, yeah, that's totally understandable. Yeah. You know, I thought, I mean, as I played the game, Dean, I thought this is a, this is a good game and I, I a lot of people are really, really going to like it for sure. I also want to mention where I'm at with Marvel can I just, can we just talk about that for a minute, Dean? Well, is it going to be a minute or like 30 minute rant? It's not going to be 30 minutes at all. Okay, go for I it. I grew up reading comics and I had as any, not any, but many, many a childhood boy, a bunch of stacks of comics. I liked Marvel. I liked DC. I liked whatever. All right. I enjoy them. Then comes a bunch of movies about superheroes, mostly garbage, right? <laughs> <laughs> then the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows up and wow, they actually are make decent movies. And so I have seen every single Marvel movie, but for me, most are about a seven out of 10. All right. I think they're entertaining. I think they're decent with, there are a few gems in there and I mean like really good movies, but when it comes to being fantastic movies, there a lot of them are just nice and solid. Okay. Okay. So I like Marvel. So this theme interests me. So I want people to know, like, I'm not someone that's just like, I don't care about Marvel, whatever. But I'm also not a Marvel fanboy that thinks everything that they do is the most glorious thing. You know, they come out with these movies that are just mediocre and they're like, oh my gosh, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. I'm not going to be like that as well. So I like this the theme. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to make a quick plug since you said that. I, we have some friends that do a um, a podcast called They Didn't Ask Us. And yeah. they actually ranked all of these, all the Marvel, uh, the movies? MCU movies. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, Jay and John on there are two of my good friends. And I, I really, it was a really interesting listen. Um, I mean, they're, you know, they're deep, deep diving into this stuff. Yeah. And so anyway, but I, 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 I really like the Marvel movies, but I tend to be a pretty shallow person anyway, in the sense of like, if I'm entertained, I don't care like, you know, like Star Wars, I don't care that they're dropping bombs in space if I'm entertained. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if the physics don't match up or anything like that, I'm I'm okay with it. Or, you know, Leia's flying through space and it's weird. It's okay. I'm all right yeah, with that. For me, the Marvel movies that stand out, I know we're not going to have a discussion, but I want to, I'm actually going to use what I said to segue into my I wanted to Star Wars. No, I'm going to, I know I'm going to segue it into actually my final thoughts, I think, if that's okay with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, what was I going to say? Oh geez. Uh, My bad. You derailed me. Sorry. Son of a gun. (laughs) Um, I guess we were just talking about how, you know, oh, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Okay. So. The Marvel movies that stand out are the ones that have backstory and character development. That's for me. I just don't really like a movie where it's just action, 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 fight, 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 and there's nothing 
deeper than that that takes place. And so some of the Marvel, especially the more like origin stories, are really intriguing to me. Like I really okay. liked Dark, yeah. Doctor Strange a whole lot. I liked original the first Iron Man. So there's, you know what I mean. That's 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 what that's what kind of grips me. But then again, there's a lot that are just kind of action, action, bang, bang, whatever. Okay, here's my final thoughts on this game. If you asked, Alrighty. that's what the game is, right? The action, action, bang, bang. It is action, action, bang, bang. Um, you are fighting, fighting. Now the 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 schemes give a little backstory to it, Dean. It makes it a little interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it, it feels like the movies to me, like it's good. It's cool. I get why people like it, but I'm just not going to get over the moon about this game in particular. Maybe if they add, you know, as they add more people, but uh, it's a fine game. And I totally get why people would say it's their favorite living card game. I get it. I don't agree with it, I guess, but you know, then you're going to ask me what what I'll say is better, and I don't know. So I know. Don't even ask me, okay? What's better? <laughs> <laughs> I had as much fun playing, which we could talk about customizable games, but since we mentioned it earlier, I had as much fun playing Key Forge as I had playing this game, for sure. You know, okay. um, I, I've not played, so I don't have anything to compare that to. It, the one game that I haven't played that I want to play now a lot is Arkham Horror, Arkham Horror the card game. Like that's one where I thought I, for some reason, I think that theme might actually draw me in a little bit more, even though I don't really like horror movies, but I feel like it might lend itself to a little more thematic nature. It does for sure. Yeah. Yes. I, so I, I really would like to play that game for sure. I really do. Uh, Dean, I'm giving this a six, um, not because it's a bad game, but because the BGG scale says, okay, we'll play if in the mood. And I feel like I'm even being generous with that. I'm actually giving it a six just because I think it's a good solid game. I probably really feel more like slightly boring. I'd take it or leave it. Yeah, but I'm good, which is a five. But because I believe it's a good game, a well, well, really well designed game. A lot of this has to do with my personal taste in games. And I sure. want to say that, you know, yeah. Which uh, I think is I think is interesting. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I just no, think good. that's it is interesting because you know John and I we really went back and forth on whether or not we wanted to review this game on the show or not. It's not a review copy or anything. We just, we just, I picked this game up because I knew that I would like it. And I feel like it was good for you to share that, John, because I don't, I think it's good for people to think, you know, if I don't like customizable games, will I like this one? Is this going to change my mind? And I think yeah. if people are like you, then probably not. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the, the customizable game that I fell in love with was Hearthstone and I played the crud out of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe I liked how it was online and you didn't have to do a lot. You know what I mean? Like, and I really enjoyed that. And I had to quit playing at one point because I was like, I'm spending way too much time playing this game. Yes, I think it is a lot of fun. I, it's a lot of fun. I think that there's the ability for some of these games to really capture me. But for the most part, it, they're, they're, it's just not quite, I don't know, it just doesn't, doesn't quite do it for me. And then I also, though this is not this game at all because it's, um, because it's a uh, co-op game, I don't like pay to win, and that's basically what you get with some of these games. Yes, and this can very much be that way. In fact, that'll kind of segue into to my final thoughts because you you were setting up one of your first games, and you said you were going to be playing with Ultron as the villain because my son wanted to. Yeah, that's right. And I said, I think as on your first game, I think you're going to get hammered. 
unless you yeah. have Thor. You like that? Like that little uh, pun I threw I, in there? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I think without Thor, you're going to get destroyed. And I think Fantasy Flight does that in their games. I'm not faulting them for it, but like Lord of the Rings, the last scenario in that first base box, it's been a long time since I've played. But if I remember right, it was basically impossible unless you started buying some of those expansion sets for that. Um, Arkham Horror kind of plays the same way. You really do need two sets of the base game. And then you do need to have some of that extra expansion stuff in there too. This, I think, is no different. I, I think. I think it would be really difficult to be Ultron without Thor or some other, you know, some really, really good sets. And maybe I'm wrong about that. So what you're, but you're I trying think that to say can that be a negative for sure. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're trying to say they, they set you up to have to pay some money if you want to win. Yes. Okay. I think so. All right. I think so. Um, to beat some of those diff- more difficult villains, I think that is the case. And like I said, Thor specifically, because Thor matches up, his powers match up really well against Ultron. And I've beat I've beat Ultron in a solo game. I was playing the solo with Thor against Ultron and won barely. I mean, barely, barely. But I, I, was, I remember thinking, there's no way I would have won this game without having Thor. I would have just got destroyed. Gotcha. So... So that's a negative. I will say positives for me. I've already kind of mentioned, I I like the alter ego hero, those decisions of whether or not you want to be one or the other. Um, Sometimes that's obvious, but sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes it's not obvious. Mm. You have to take risk in, in being a hero so that you can attack the villain. And I think that's interesting. I think the game play, the way you play cards like you do in those other games and the way you do in San Juan, I really like that. I like using cards for currency because those decisions are really difficult. If you have a handful of cards that you really like, then you have to say, well, I'm, I'm going to have to get rid of these cards even though I like them, but I need to get this card out right now. Um, and this mm-hmm. card doesn't really benefit me right now. And I, I think that's super super interesting i just i really like that um and i like that with the alter ego and the hero side your hand sizes are different right so you can have a larger hand size when you're your alter ego character compared to your hero where you have less cards i just i really like all of those decisions and i think this one is fun it's not my favorite of these i do think arkham horror is probably my favorite but this game had a chance to make my top 10 of 2019 had i played it wow um, you know, in that time frame when we did the video for that, yeah. I, I don't know, it would have been close, but so for me, this game's at eight and a half, one that I wow. really, really like. It, wow. That is it's, high, it's, buddy. It is. It is. But it's my favorites. You know, I, I've mentioned this. I don't play a lot of solo games, but I've played more solo games over quarantine. And this is the one I keep going back to over and over again, because I think it plays almost as well solo as it does at any other player counts. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I would. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would necessarily want to play this at four players. Uh, two, my wife and I have been playing this, and we really enjoy it. I, I enjoy it more than she does, but I, you know, she still likes it. I think two is is really good, and I think solo is really good. Anything more, I don't know. I'd have to try it out. I just haven't been able to do that, but okay. I still really, really like this game a lot. There you go. And you well, might two, be hearing more from me on this whenever I actually you know get even some more expanses. I've, I've picked up three so far, so... Okay, so two more quick questions. Okay. Number 78 overall. Do you agree with that? Um, ah, it is what it is, I guess. That seems um, insane to me. I'm that surprised. That seems to me that it's a marvel, like when everyone goes and spends billions of dollars or millions or whatever at the box office. 
Not that it's bad. It's not bad. But to say that it's 78th overall already is insane. So here's why it doesn't surprise me. I really feel. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) The the way that it doesn't surprise me is that people really like this living card game model. They do. Um, Even though it is a pay to win sometimes, you know, I still think it's still a fun, customizable game that people really, really like. So that doesn't surprise me. The theme, people love Marvel right now. It's super hot. And I think that's, you know, a reason why it's so high. It does surprise me that this and wingspan are the only games in the top 100 you know this is if this was in my top 10 from last year for me yeah i agree i mean if it was in my top 10 it would be like nine or ten probably i think without looking at my list or really figuring it out so for me you know like tapestry and glenmore 2 and like there's so many games that i would have higher than this one but i still i think it's a lot of fun all right and then is it worth it for 50 ish bucks it's high. Um, it seems high to me for, for a box of cards. Yeah, that seems a little high. So but, it's not worth it for me because I didn't like it enough, for sure. Yeah. When, when you look at all those other games like that, they tend to, like Marvel Legendary, I think is pretty high like that too. So I think it's on par for some of those other games that are out there, but it i'd say i'd say it's on the higher end i think and it, this is one you know it's a fantasy flight game that you're not going to get super discounted probably so yeah. you're going to pay 60 or you know 50 something at the lowest i think so yeah yeah i was just but uh, anyway yeah i was just trying to think of how much do you remember how much arkham horror costs less i mean i think base the cost was 40 okay um but the difference is I'm typing you it. Kind in. of need to buy two base sets of that one. And got you. So you're basically spending 80. Now I picked this up on a whim because uh who was it? GameStop was doing their big sale, and so they had everything half off. So I picked those up for 20 a piece. And I did get two of the the core sets of that. I don't know if I would have spent that much for the base. No, I'm glad I, you know, did buy it because I love the game. I think it's great, yeah. but it's still pretty high. But when you look at the base cost, you think, oh, Marvel Champions is much higher. Well, not really, because you really do need to buy two base sets. So There you go. Makes sense. Anyway, All right. that is an eight and a half from me. That is a six from John. Understandable six. I think we kind of knew going in that that was going to be a, a lower score from you based on the type of game. But let's talk about some games that John does like. We're going to compare Orleans mm-hmm. and Altiplano. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meepletown. All right, Dean, it is time for another Meepletown showdown between two games I am hype to talk about. This is the one we've been talking about this in our like you and I together like on the phone as this is a showdown since the beginning of our show. <laughs> for real, is that right? Is that no, right? For a long time, we've talked about this. Now, both these games are Reiner Stockhausen, by the way. Orleone came out in 2014, and then in 2017, he f- made a. Um, he improved upon a game called Orleone and came up with Altiplano. Oops. 
Is that all you did got? I just, did I just say that? Whoops. Yes. <laughs> you already gave it away. All right. John's given up his, his Both showdown. are Clemens Franz, by the way, as Dean <laughs> mentioned to me earlier. Listen to this. Orleone is ranked 26 overall, and uh, Altiplano is 170. I mean, 277. Sorry, I was looking at Strat. 277. So both are very well-loved games and very good games. Oh, wait. I thought you said that he improved upon it in Altiplano, but when I look at BGG, I don't see that. Yeah. Okay. We just talked about a game that's ranked 78 overall that... If I had the cards for those games, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I told Dean there's probably people cussing me because of how, oh man, that guy's an idiot. Because uh, this Marvel Champions is so good, but that's all right. It's 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 fun. You can get a chance uh, to redeem like yourself that. right here. I do get a chance to redeem myself. So I'll start off by saying I remember playing Orleone the first time, and Dean let me borrow it. Dean, you let me borrow it and loved it. I mean, my wife and I looked at each other and just loved this game. It's a bag building game and uh, we can argue about whether it's worker placement or not. Right, Dean? Uh, <laughs> probably not really. Probably not really. There's, there is one spot that you can go to that you both battle for spots, but for the most part, you're placing them onto your mats and you're going up tracks and in Altiplano, it's, it's a similar ish game there's some differences that we'll talk about here um but i do remember really enjoying orleone let me fast forward to playing altiplano the first time it was with dean remember that dean remember that night that wild night i remember together a wild night of playing altiplano i remember in your new house your brand new house Oh, that's right that's right yeah because right whenever you moved in um and I remember saying, wow this is really good it's not as good as orleone but i like it i like it quite a bit um, cause it adds some different layers. I'm going to stop right there and let you talk for a minute, Dean. Okay. I'm just trying to give a little so, suspense. Oh. You know, I like the suspense. <laughs> I played Orleans a long time ago for the first time. Gosh, I don't remember when it was. It's been years ago. Um, with, uh, Jonathan, our buddy, Jonathan, we talk about a lot. He and I, and my wife sat down to play it with trade and intrigue. And I've only ever played this with trade and intrigue now that I think about it. Um, and then, uh, immediately fell in love with the game the same as you. And I'll go ahead and say Orleans, Altiplano, both really, really high rated for me. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll say that they're both really, really high. I love this mechanism. Bag building is a lot of fun for me. I really mm-hmm. like quacks too, even though quacks is, you know, a, a different animal. I think that same base mechanism of, of bag building is, is there, but in these two, it's a lot, obviously it's a lot more similar than the other one. So that's right. And the reason that, let me give you a reason why Altiplano is improved upon is the bag building is, is you have to admit the Altiplano bag building, at least that part of it is improved upon, right? I don't know. What? I know you, I know you think I have to admit on it. I have to admit it. Oh, and for those who don't know, here's the deal. In Orleone, you're drawing your workers out of a bag and you're placing them onto worker spots. But workers are going back into the bag, depending on what you do, whenever you, whether you actually use them as workers or whatever. So it's a lot more random in the sense of you can just draw out whatever. In Altiplano, it's like a deck building, a typical deck building game where you go through the entire bag before you dump your tokens back in. So the luck is much more mitigated. Tell me, tell me why the Orleone one is even remotely as good. Uh, 
Because you have to be conscious about what's in your bag, right? Like you can't yes. just go buying everything up because you're going to have to thin out your bag, which you do in Altiplano too. Like you have to thin out your bag right. in Altiplano. I do think I slightly like that part in Altiplano, slightly, but I don't I don't know. Orleans, that piece I think is still interesting. I don't think if you change okay. that in Altiplano, that would make it a better game. I just think they have like they have they both have their their merits i guess like i, I can understand Stand that part in orleans why like again you don't want to have many more chips than eight you know what i mean like and that's the sure. that's if you max out but you also want to make sure you have the exact right things that the you need to and i just that's interesting to me it is I, that was the reason i mentioned that was because that was one of the first times when we sat down whenever i played altapana for the first time again i i remember thinking orleans is better but this is still good um that was one of the first things i thought okay this is better than orleans i like this part better the second thing that i like better and you can we can talk about this what you think about it dean i'll ask you is i like the way you have to move around the um they look like islands, but they're really not the placement spots to where you have to actually move your worker. You can't just take workers off of an action space like Orleone and do an action. Now, what I like about that in Orleone is it feels streamlined, right? Like it, it, it's a, it, it feels definitely a lighter weight. You don't have to think quite as much. And I, I do enjoy that about it for sure. And that's, I didn't like this quite as much in, in Altiplano at first um, but you do have to move and you have to be on a specific spot in order to be able to do that action. I can't just do the action. And so you have carts and different things that allow you to move around to the different spots, but you have to be cognizant of that. And it adds basically another layer of a decent amount of thinkiness, wouldn't you say? Yes. I have a love-hate relationship with this, John, because yeah, I, I like I, I like moving around to the different locations. I think it's it's interesting. I think that's really cool because you have to plan out better. But I also think it can be very frustrating, not mm. necessarily because of poor planning. It can be frustrating if you plan poorly because you think, oh, I can't do all these actions that I want to be able to take. I think it's just that it slows the game down because you can't do everything that you want to do right away. You have to move to this location, do this thing. And so it becomes a lot more restrictive in that way. So that's the part that I don't like as much, but I still really enjoy that piece of the game. Yeah, I do. I, that, that part won me over as I played it subsequently. Like I remember thinking the first, do we play it back to back or just once that first night? I can't remember. It's been a long time. I think we played back-to-back, if I remember right. I think we did. I guess I can go back and look at my plays. Yeah, and I remember thinking, I just remember thinking, wow, that's kind of neat, but but it's too, it's, I I like how Orleone is a little bit, you know, again, feels a little bit more streamlined. I even went back and played Orleone after that and thought, okay, I still like Orleone better. It just feels a little simpler, a little more streamlined, I guess. Um, Even though I don't always go for that, I just felt like it was better. Um, Then I started playing it more. And really fell in love with that part of the game. I really fell in love with that making you have to, you can mess yourself up by not being able to go to the right spot when you got the workers and you're like, Oh shoot, I forgot that I can't go that many, you know, I can move once this round, not twice. But what's so cool is like where you end up really matters because you want a double action. You want to be able to do an action, end with that action and then start with that action again, if possible. To make yep. it more efficient. Yep. I love those decisions. 
or pay a food to move if that's what it can, you know, if you have to pay exactly a food to move, right. yeah. um, then you want to think again, you have to think very far in advance in this game because you have to in your mind, map out everything you're going to do on your turn. And then also think about possibilities for the next turn. Next turn. And so that includes moving around to the location you need to be at. Which is what I didn't love about it at first. Like, I mean, I mean, I still, dude, I remember playing it going, wow, this is such a good game, but you have to be pretty engaged in this one. Yes. Right. I mean, you have to, you can't, you can't really zone out a whole lot because if you, like you said, even if you plan a really awesome turn, if you forget to think about next turn, then it could really hose you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. So this is also, again, remember, I love this game. I love Altiplano. But an, another negative that I have is when you play this game. So in the base game, when you're playing the very first time, it recommends not using those mission cards. And I don't know if I've ever played without those mission cards, mm. but mission cards are basically just, you know, endpoint scoring or potential, you know, things you can do throughout the game. If you're the first yeah. one to fill up a row in your warehouse or something like that, then you'll, you can flip your card over and you get those points. You can play this game and really not have any idea what you're doing and like play an entire game and think, I don't know if I'm actually doing anything. I don't know if I'm getting <laughs> any points because you, you almost don't, have that same kind of focused here's here's the strategy that i have i think it's it's a lot more difficult when you're it's first more playing open. this game to have that you know laser focus on a strategy I you think. can go all over the place in this game yes and, I, and, and you I can think, score points from a lot of different ways too so that's sure. like it's not necessarily a negative but you can just feel frustrated in this game because you don't you don't know if you're doing anything but if you can get that engine going that it feels great and the thing's clicking in this game. And I'll, I'll mention that I've played Trade and Intrigue on Orleone, the expansion. And I've also played the Traveler expansion, which that's what kicked it up a notch for me. Um, I, I won't play Orleone hardly ever without Trade and Intrigue, by the way, because it's just too samey for me. I would play Altiplano without it, but without the Traveler expansion, but I love the Traveler expansion because you got a traveler going on the board, you have to think even more about where you're moving. But really, there's these cards that kind of can help you build somewhat of an engine um, in the game. And for example, it might let you put in your warehouse, which is where which this is this is a positive for Altiplano. Also, is whenever you get rid of chips, you're actually putting them in your warehouse, which scores points at the end of the game. You absolutely do that, something in Orleone like that, but you get different bonuses. I just like the way the warehouse feels in Altiplano because it feels like, wow, I'm building something, you know? Yeah. But yeah. but I could get a card that allowed me to put like ore and stone together in the same row where generally I couldn't do that. So like I just went and then I got an extension that helped me get ore, an extension that helped me get stone. And my wife didn't actually, in this last game, stop me from just taking all of it, which was she probably should have done. And I scored a whole lot of points. That felt fun and clever, and I had a blast. Part of me does like that piece in Altiplano a little bit better, but yeah. I but I like both of them because in Orleans, you're actually getting something immediately when you get rid of that. When you get mm -hmm. rid of your tiles, yep. you gain coins in the base game um, or uh, gosh, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've used that base game board, but that might be just what you get unless you fill up it the is. spot and then you it's get just, a, you get the person or whatever. You're exactly right. Um, it, it's just coins but, in the person. 
yeah, trade and intrigue um, with the one that I play all the time is the is a bunch of different things. Like you can get yeah. coins, you can get um, goods, you can get a lot of different things on there. So, but that's right. But I like getting those things right away. But in Alta Plano, it feels cool because you're actually building up your building own something. thing. Yeah, and and you're still getting points for those things that you're putting in the warehouse, and so like that's nice. But it's not like this immediate benefit. It's just the benefit comes at the end of the game. And so it's those decisions become pretty interesting I'm bo- in both games. Like, what do I get rid of? Because I want to get these bonuses and I know it's beneficial. Sure. But I also yeah. don't want to get rid of the wrong thing, you know? Yep. I, yep. I'd say in, in Orleans, that travel board is really interesting. Again, I'm going back to trade like intrigue. The travel, the travel board in the base game is fine, but it almost feels like Alta Plana where you're just getting resources that give you points at the end of the game, which is okay. Yep. But I think it's better that you have something to play for when you play those cards, the contracts. So it's actually pick up and deliver at that point. I find myself using the travel board a lot more when I have those objectives in the game. Yep. Um, I also, in Orleans, I like moving up the tracks and I feel like that helps with kind of focusing your strategy a little bit better too. Um, you're moving up each of the tracks. So every time you take one of those tokens, when you're, you know, when you buy those tokens, um, or not buy them, but you know, when you put your workers in the spots and they produce that new token and you move up on the track, I think that it feels like I can focus more of my attention on on moving up on some of those tracks and they all give different benefits which again they do in orleans or altiplano kind of you know you have the track where you move up the path where you can get extra token spots um i just don't think it's as interesting in in altiplano as it is in orleans because of those tracks but again part of that is because i tend to like games where you move up on tracks so yes you do and i do too i do that as well um Okay, so do you want to just say what you like better and go? I mean, I think we pretty much know, but give the kind of short and skinny of of all that, and then yeah, I'll tell so, you why you're wrong. Um. Oh man, I don't want to start oh, off then. Yikes. Okay. Well, the world agrees with me that Alta that Orleans is the better game. Would you agree with that? The world says it. I'm board game thing. geek. We've overall. mentioned we've mentioned this before, and I would say yes. In general, you're probably right, but Altapano hasn't been around quite as long. And I will say that I know a lot of people who haven't played it that have played Orleone. Okay. It's been out three years, John. I know. I'm just saying there's people, there's a, there's, there's a lot of people that I think are very much fine with Orleone that like, I like the theme better. The theme is cool. And I like the Altiplanos theme too, but I like this kind of nights. I kind of go back and forth. I, I kind of like the artwork on both of these. I kind of like it a little bit better in Orleans, but I also Plano, the colors, the box is really beautiful. I think like there's a lot to like about the look of Alta Plano. So for me, those are pretty close. Like that's almost the wash. I agree with that a hundred percent. I just, I think I'm just liking the box on Orleans, but you know, honestly though, thematically Alta Plano is feels more thematic. This doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. Other than travel board. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, the um, thematic th- theme doesn't, you know, matter super yeah. much for me anyway. So I like that it feels more streamlined, like you mentioned. Orleans yeah. does not feel as restrictive as what Altaplano does, and that can be really frustrating sometimes. Not not because of like the thinkiness part and planning ahead. It's not that at all. 
it's just I think it can slow down the game when you have to spend that much time you thinking about. You can only do about, two like, actions because you can yes. move around enough and stuff like that. There is there's 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 definitely turns that don't you can't do near as much. Yes, yeah. So I think that that's not my favorite piece about it. I really like the travel board, and I feel like the things that you do in Alta, in Orleans, it feels like. Like I have more of a focus and like I can I can do these things and do them really well. Whereas Altiplano, it just kind of feels like so much of the points you get are just from gaining those resources. And I just think that that's not as interesting. Now, Altiplano yeah. does have those extensions that you buy on, that you put on your board, mm-hmm. which is like the the buildings from Orleans. I do think that part's more interesting in Altiplano than it is in Orleans. So like there's things that I really like in both of these that I think yeah. they do better. But overall, I do think Altiplano overstays its, its welcome. Oh. It's, it does. It does. Like, and it's, it's every time game. I've, every I time I've played this game, I love it. But then towards the end, I'm just like, okay, it's time. Like it, it's time for this to be done right now because ultimately you're just gaining resources for the most part. Like you're still working on your mission cards. You're still fulfilling orders. Um, you're fulfilling orders and things Getting like houses. that, but it doesn't feel like those things are as interesting as they are in Orleans. And you know, if you look at the game time, Orleans says 90 minutes play time, which I think is pretty accurate. Altiplano says 60 to, to 120 minutes. I think 120 minutes is, is every game that I've played of Altiplano has been two hours at least. Okay. I think our last game we talked about it, we played in an hour 45, but still that is, it is more. I agree with that. So, and, but it's not necessarily the game time as much as it is like, okay, it's just time for this game to be over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, I, I love it. I really yeah, love both I don't, these I don't games, know. but. I understand what you're saying because it's a long game, I guess, but I've never had those. We talked about this. I just not had those feels in the game. I've I've been thoroughly in Altiplano engaged the whole time. And um, there are sometimes I'm like, whoa, we just we've been playing for almost two hours, you know? Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. But I still I'm still quite enjoying it. I do understand you're doing a lot of the same stuff over and over again. Um, but you are in, in Orleone as well. You just visually see yourself moving up a track. And so maybe that yeah. feels right. So you feel like you're accomplishing more, but I, I, I think the warehouse is really awesome. Cause I, I just want to see that thing full a lot of times. Not always. Have you ever some, filled it? No, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot though before. Um, okay. I've never filled it to the top. No, but I've for sure, but I've gotten quite a bit in it before. Um, but you could do fulfill orders and stuff. And the more you get those, it feels good and stuff like that. So here, my, when my wife ahead. and I played, sorry, let me say this real fast. Since you brought that up, my wife and I played the other day and I had the mission card where you have 20 plus items in your warehouse. Yeah. And I got towards the end and I told myself, don't forget about this. Yeah. And I ended up having like 18 items. I yeah. totally whiffed. And so she beat me by one point. <laughs> That Dean, the a couple times ago, you were looking at our scores. I had that card too, and I whiffed on that one. Uh, but then the last time, I had the card again, and I easily got it. it. wasn't even close. So I focused all my attention in getting moving up the track, the corn track. Yeah, and I made it to the very end. And my wife did not. She wasn't even close on that track. She had where she could only draw five tiles out, and she still won. Interesting. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was really interesting. That is cool. She That's may have moved cool. up to six, but anyway. It's interesting to to know that, yeah. So I'll say my my trajectory. It's kind of weird that I went from Orleone for sure um, 
to, and when I say for sure, I mean, I liked it better, but I wouldn't say I liked it way better. In fact, I think I rated them almost the same exact score. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I liked both of them tremendously. Um, to now the, I played Orleone again, um, a couple weeks ago and my wife and I looked at each other and went, man, eh. like, I feel like it's getting kind of even, and I haven't, I haven't played it a hundred times. I've played it a decent amount, but I, I feel like it's a little samey a little bit. And I would just rather play Altiplano. I, that's just, that's just it. Like I just, I'm like, man, I'd rather play it. So listen, Meeple Town, if you have Altiplano and the Traveler expansion, hit us up because I'll trade you for Orleone and trade and intrigue <laughs> <laughs> straight up. Like no, no, I'm yeah. So anyway, um, I just, I'd rather play Altiplano. I think it's got a little more to it, a little more meat on the bone that I like. And with that traveler expansion, it just kind of puts it over the top. To, you should, you need to play with that if you haven't. Um, quite a good game. I mean, this is a really high game for me, and I still like Orleone. But um, it's now Orleone was a top fifty game for you, right? It was, dude. It was like maybe around a top. I'm trying. I think it was top. It was top twenty for sure. And it's it's not going to be because Altiplano's killing it. Dean and I talked about this, where games can go go from really high to low pretty quick. Again, I'm still going to give Orleone a good score when I score it, but there's just certain games that kill games, and I just don't want to play them anymore. Right? And it doesn't mean it. the other one's a bad game. And this is what's happening. Altiplano is taking a dagger to Orleone and stabbing it in the chest. Well, is that kid I would say that the the boardgamegeek.com ratings ranks would uh beg Disagree to differ. With me. I understand. Yeah. I get it. But and we did a poll, Dean. We did a poll and Orleone killed it. So, I just wonder if have people not played this or are they everyone just wrong, you know? <laughs> No. Those are the only two options. No, I but I mean, I, I would have said Orleone's better at the beginning too. So I, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Um, and I totally get it yeah. if you still like, cause it is more streamlined. I, I get it. I won't argue about it, but I, I, I just prefer that. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's just, it is more streamlined, but I, you know, again, that's not the full reason. I just think that there's more interesting things to do in Orleone's than there is Altiplano. Mm-hmm. I think Altiplano is mostly just gaining those resources. Um, there you go. And, you know, I mean, ultimately, that's what you're doing. Now, you're using to fulfill orders and put them in your warehouse, but that's the gist of the game, which is fine, but it's also slow. Um, again, I love Altiplano, so I'm saying that, but like if I was not comparing to Orleans, I would probably view it a lot more positive than what I sound like. But Orleans, you have more interesting things to do than just collecting the different tokens. It's what you also do with those tokens, the tracks that you move up on, the lands that you travel to. All those things, I think, make it a better game for me. So so I totally get why people do rate Orleans better because it, it is, in fact, the better game. Wow. <laughs> All right. There you go. I'm, I'm surprised when we talked about which game would be better like the first time a million years ago, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to pick Orleans. You know, it wasn't a million years ago, but you know. So I'm actually kind of surprised. So it's probably better we waited. Yeah, it is better we waited because <laughs> now we got a chance to to argue our points. That's it. There we go. All right, so that is our showdown between Orleans and Altiplano. I say Orleans. John says falsely Altiplano. John, tell people how uh, they can get in touch with us. While I was like on that. the podcast, I just backed the Great Barrier Reef. 
which has only three Ooh. hours to go. So if you, when you listen to this oh, podcast, no. if you wanted that, you're not getting it if you hadn't backed <laughs> it yet. So uh, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, so what am I saying? What's happening? Okay. If you are enjoying our <laughs> podcast, we'd love for you to rate it. We'd also love for you to check out our YouTube channel. By the way, I mentioned Nova Luna. I'm going to try to get a, a video of that out real quick, especially because I think a lot of people are trying to decide being nominated for the Spill to Jar. Should I buy this? Is it worth it? All that kind of stuff. Hopefully I'll be able to give you my thoughts on that. Um, so look out for that here in the next week. Uh, in addition to that, you can go on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All those are at Meepletown Games. We're meepletowngames.com if you want to check our website out. And we are Board Game Geek Bill 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Meepletown.